Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Your Lives in Gaming podcast. And this week we're bringing you another special. We said we were going to try and get a review in of the All Kids Deserve to Eat charity marathon hosted by Jay Chalk. And here we are to record that. So, same guys as I had with me last time. I've got with me frequent collaborator and good friend of mine, Jay Chalk. Yo, yo, hello. Thanks for having me back. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure, dude. And with him, we have got what is very quickly becoming the third wheel on this Robin Reliant. Sinneth, how are you doing today? Man, the third wheel is definitely the most important one when you ask me. I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should probably explain because you guys may not be entirely aware. Robin Reliant is a British car that had three wheels. And it was somewhat infamous within the UK as the business fan of Derek Trotter in the TV series Only Fools and Horses, which is, you know, legendary in terms of British comedy, even though I'm pretty sure, like many things, not everything in it is going to hold up today. Uh, but For sure. Me... <laughs> yeah, sorry. So that wasn't like a third wheel on a date joke. Just want to clear that up. <laughs> I should have mentioned that to you beforehand. <laughs> But you're uh, good. So let's get to the crux of why we are here. So, as we mentioned on the previous special, Jay Chalk here was hosting the All Kids Deserve to Eat charity marathon with the objective of raising money to help eliminate school lunch debt at a school in his district for this event and hopefully expanding from there to be working with schools, hopefully, one day all over the country. Fingers crossed one day we'll get to the point where you'll have to wrap the charity up because it just will not be needed. But at the moment, it is there. And I just want to start with, wow, congratulations, because this was fantastic. Now, we mentioned in the previous episode that your original target was 2500 That got absolutely smashed out of the water before the event even began and you were close to 5,000 when we were talking last time. You had a target of 13,500. Not only did you hit that target, you smashed right through it. So firstly, Jay, what was the final total that you got to at the end of the event? Yeah, just as you said, you know, we had these goals that in our initial thinking of this event was so big we're like we're thinking big right we're thinking big with this 2500 and the fact that we completely obliterated that to get where we were now at uh we ended off at a total of sixteen thousand eighty five dollars and sixty cents uh with fees we're probably looking closer to about fourteen fifteen thousand dollars but uh about fifteen thousand was roughly about what we would get with fees but that it's still it's just so incredible to think about that we we have these little goals which we thought were at the time big goals of 2,500 and we smashed that before the marathon even started. And then we bumped it up to 13 K, which was uh, the, the debt at the school we were partnered with. And then we just kind of blew right through that towards the final day. We ended off with 16 K and we're going to be able to, I'm actually going to go in here in a few days and walk into the school, meet with the uh, principal, write them a check for the full debt. And it's just going to clear it out. And we're still going to have funds left over that um, I'm going to be, partnering with another school to target actually at a high school to target seniors specifically who have graduated 
and need that debt paid off in order to get their diplomas. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. Now, one thing I do just want to say is this started as a two-day event, and this ended up going four days. Now, there was a gap in the middle, a day off in the middle, just to give a little bit of leeway, uh, because... A lot of work goes into going into these long streams, especially when you're restreaming so many other people and you're at it non-stop. Now, you, Jay, had a lot of help with this from our other guest here, Sinath. So, Sinath, how was this event for you? Because I know you put in a lot of work to making this successful. Um, so I first off want to make sure that everyone in the background in the green room is recognized. So not only was I in there helping, but Cheese Reaver um, was a huge, huge help. And I just kind of want to shout Cheese Reaver out for, you know, coming in and helping as much as I did, um, you know, trying to relieve some of the stress off of Jay. So that way he knew coming into each chat that when he pulled the runners in, they would already have their restreams up. They would already know what they were doing with their audio. They would already know, like, what the deal was going into it. And, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Jay, but I don't think there was a whole lot of hiccups um, going from getting the runners ready to actually getting them live on the marathon. Uh, yeah, I'll just repeat exactly what Sinneth said. If it wasn't for Sinneth and Cheese Reaver, I think there would have been many more hiccups than then there really wasn't any hiccups at all except uh when the uh well, i don't know what it was called the cloud uh i don't know if you remember what that something went down that oh, just yeah. completely obliterated discord the internet uh right smack oh, yeah. in the middle of our uh marathon so we weren't able to access discord we weren't able to access any of the the, the you know get in contact with the runners thankfully we were in the middle of a a longer run so by the time that that run ended we were able to access Discord and get in contact with the runners. But outside of that, huge props to Sinneth and Cheese Reaver to while I was doing all of the tech stuff in the background, they were worried about getting runners set up, uh, knowing exactly what they were going to be doing, sound, all that kind of stuff. So it just kind of put, in, like, put into perspective that as I'm finishing up tech stuff and then I'm coming back, all that extra stuff that I didn't have to worry about, that was big time because when you're talking about an event of this magnitude and how long it lasted anywhere from 15 to 17 to 18 hours a day for, as you put it, four days where that fourth day was actually a 26 hour stream straight. Uh, it was, it was just unreal. So it was really about five days. If you really put it into, if you you know lay it out, we, we, we that last day was 26 hours long. Um, and then furthermore, uh, you, you mentioned, you know, it was originally a two day event. But even before that, it was supposed to only be a 24-hour event. So, like, the, the how much that this marathon changed over the course of just a few months, it was kind of incredible to think that it was going to be a 24-hour event that ended up being close to five days worth of content that raised over $16,000. It's just, it's actually kind of incredible to think about. Oh, it is incredible. And I also just want to reiterate what Jay was saying there and give massive shout-outs to Sinneth again, and the man, the myth, the legend that is Cheese Reaver, best name on Twitch. Now, you guys in Venice did loads in the background, and as Sinneth alluded to there, you kind of had to force yourself in a sense on Jay. Not 
you know, he wasn't refusing you. He wasn't saying he didn't want mm-hmm. help. But as those who know Jay know, he is terrible at actually asking for help when he needs it. <laughs> not, mm-hmm. not necessarily out of any, I can do this, but more getting so distracted with everything going on that you just forget. 100%. Right. 100%. Yeah, and I mean... I'll be completely honest. It was like day before or day of. Um, I kind of joined Voice Channel where the booth was, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna start getting runners ready." Even the, and it, let me let me backtrack a little bit. So before this, it, it, let me backtrack even a lot of it. Before all of this, when it was ter- just a 24 hour stream, I knew right off the bat with Jade trying to do this by himself that it was going to be a lot. And then it turned into a 30-hour stream, and I'm like, okay, hold on. Now we're talking about two days. This is going to turn into such a, a such a bigger event than what any of us realize. Because when people see charity events on stream, on Twitch, they get passionate, especially, and we'll bring this up later, I'm guessing, the save and kill. Um, and it's little things like that I knew going into it that we needed to fix so there was no logo to start with when we started this and i'm like we need a logo we need something to represent ourselves so i asked my wife who's a graphic designer and i said hey honey would you mind taking like a day out of your time you know to donate a logo to all kids deserve to eat and she got something up that jay ended up just falling in love with and i'm like all right that gets our logo out of the way now we need to think about how big this event is going to be and getting the runners set up. And I kept telling Jay leading up to it. I'm like, you need help. You need help. And I'm like, I know you think you can do this on your own, but I am seriously going to be on top of you uh, for lack of a better way of saying it. And just joining the channel and getting things going for you. And that, 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 like I said, that, that morning I jumped right in channel, started tagging people in the chat and saying, Hey, you know, get ready. Your runs coming up and just start, really getting in that groove in that first day of getting people ready, letting them know, Hey, your run's about to come up and then telling them how the audio was going to work. I I was familiar with the bot already because I, I commentate on SRA speedrunners arena. Um, So I was familiar with how that worked and the technical way to get around the bot if needed. Um, and basically throwing ideas to Jay as needed to get things set up on the tech side. Not to mention, once we started really getting comfortable, I think Jay and I both, and, and Cheese, um, all three of us with each other on what we were doing and getting things rolling on the marathon. Once we got comfortable with that, we were like, okay, what can we do to make this marathon even better? Can we ask the runners to do incentives? Can we you know, do this, that, and the other thing to to make it even better and not to mention challenge ourselves you know we at one point were at that seven thousand dollar mark and we're like you know what it would be really cool if we unlocked a day three what if we threw that out as a donation incentive and we all kind of were like yeah let's do it we're gonna do it a day after just to um have that little bit of a break like you said a little bit earlier that way we can all kind of relax a little bit we're not burning ourselves out doing this day in day out um, and yeah, I mean, it just goes on from there. Now, one thing as well, with that gap that was in the middle, so if I remember correctly, it was Friday and Saturday was the first two days. 
you intend to take Sunday off. We had something or else arranged on Monday that Jay and I were involved in anyway. And then it was Tuesday and Wednesday that we did days three and four. Is that correct? Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then into Thursday uh, due to the 26-hour stream. Yeah. Now, with that gap in the middle as well, something that I think this the overall uh, marathon was beneficial so something in there that was beneficial to the whole marathon was it allowed word of what was going on to disseminate a little bit because you know we had streamers letting each other know look this dude's running the thing charity events jump over donate what you can show some support whatever but there was also some media coverage so i know jay you spoke to two local news stations, a radio show, and also Kotaku, which is a rather well-known website in the world of gaming. Now, I guess what I want to know there is, tell us a bit more. How were the interviews? How did it come about? And what effect do you think that had on getting the word out there? Because I got something I want to mention after this that I saw that came from that. But we'll get to that in a moment. I want to hear what your thoughts are on what happened, how it occurred, and the effect you think it had on the marathon as a whole. Yeah, great. Perfect. So when we had that day break, um, just as you said, it allowed us to kind of digest what we had done already, but it also gave you know other people to, to the opportunity to talk about it um, with other people. And so that spread the word. And so it kind of got the hype going for that upcoming third day that wasn't even supposed to happen. So it was kind of an exciting little unlock that everyone kind of achieved together. So um, and in that time, I had actually reached out to um, I sent a Facebook message to one of the local news stations saying, this is what we're doing. Uh, This is what we've achieved so far. And we have uh, another day unlocked uh, if you want to, you know, talk about it and then. I immediately got a call that very morning from WOWT, which is a local news station in the Omaha area. And they said, we would love to talk to you about this. Uh, and so they they came that day, uh, did a news segment over me. Basically, I just talked about what is all kids deserve to eat? What are we, what are we trying to achieve? Uh, and why am I trying to achieve this? And so it gave me a good opportunity to kind of disseminate the the, the goals and the purposes of all kids deserve to eat um, to the community, which then opened up uh, KETV news station. They reached out to me because they saw my segment on WOWT. And I did a, another interview with them the next day, actually uh, before the marathon started um, on the third, on the fourth day. And then just before the third day started uh, in the morning, I had a uh, news, excuse me, a radio station also reach out to me, uh, 95.7 The Boss, uh, which is uh, a news station in the Omaha metro area, excuse me, a radio station in the Omaha metro area. And I got onto their uh, radio station and also, again, just talked about basically repeated all the information up to that point of what we had how much we raised, what our goals are, uh, and why we're doing this, why, why we were doing this. And so all of that, the, the two news stations, the radio station, 
ultimately led to Kotaku catching on to uh, all of this with the media coverage, with um, how much we had raised at the time was only when 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 Kotaku reached out, we had just started our final day. So we were pretty much already at about 15K. Uh, and so they reached out and they wanted to talk. The marathon ended and then we did the the um, interview with I did the interview with Kotaku and then that was published a couple days ago and that has brought an unbelievable amount of attention from that article alone has brought a lot of attention it has actually started an entire firestorm across all social medias we're talking Facebook Twitter um, the Kotaku website if you go to these articles that were posted about all kids deserve to eat it has started hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of conversations some good some bad but the important thing is is that we're talking about it we're making those difficult conversations we're talking about it i've tried to go through and you know it's so interesting you know to read these articles where they where they're talking about me and a lot of the comments and and it's it's kind of it's just so interesting reading all these hundreds of comments saying about why did this teacher have to do this uh, this teacher did this, this teacher did that. And, and the entire time it's just like, wow, that that's me. And so I'm trying to, you know, respond to all these comments on Twitter and on, on uh, Facebook and on the actual website. And just to try to, again, make those, make that, that the knowledge that a lot of people might not have, or the understanding of what lunch debt is, how it occurs and how we can fix it. People maybe from other countries commenting on it, for example, someone from, uh, another country was like, what is, what even is lunch debt? And why is it an issue in the United States? What's going on there? So like, there's so many people who just don't even know that it is an issue and what it is. So it's just all of that, all the media attention and Kotaku, although the Kots the Kotaku article um, didn't bring much in way of donations because it happened after the fact, but I'll, I'll say one more thing about that here in a moment. It brought attention to the issue and that is still valuable. That is really, really valuable. But more about the donation piece, we actually had someone come in, said, hey, I read your Kotaku, the Kotaku article and I'm here. Do you, are you still accepting donations for All Kids Deserve to Eat? And I said, um, well, actually, the marathon's over, but if you would like to make a donation to All Kids Deserve to Eat, I will totally honor that. And I donated $20 right there. So, And I ended up honoring that and adding it to the total. So um, it, it brought... All of that, but especially that Kotaku article, because still there are conversations happening. It brought much needed attention to the cause. There we go. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, just before we go there, Seth, one thing I do want to mention from having read the Kotaku article, because it's something we haven't mentioned yet today, and that is Unknown Availability, who did the layouts for the the actual restream. He did the splash screens. He did the intermission screens. And again, just another great, great dude donating his time and his work when, you know, we know him and we know that he's been fairly busy in his, you know, personal life anyway. So finding the time to get those out for the event, absolutely fantastic. And big shout outs to Unknown Availability there. And the other person obviously mentioned in the article, the one of the guys who put in a lot of work to help make this a success. Sinath, so tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so um, what ended up happening um, 
some of us had found out that Jay was going to get interviewed by Kotaku a little bit earlier before everyone found out. Um, and obviously everyone found out once the article was published. Um, so basically Jay had asked a couple of us, uh, pulled us aside and said, Hey, you guys were the major influencers as far as, um, you know, how much work you put into all kids deserve to eat, how much heart you put into it. Um, and, you know, when Jay came to us and said, hey, do you want to do this and put your word in for the article? A bunch of us were like, I mean, do you really need to ask? Of course. Yes, we, we want to do <laughs> so this for you. Um, you know, so. You know, once we gave him our information to give to the Kotaku article writer and he emailed us and said, hey, um, you know, I'm so and so from Kotaku. I'm going to be writing an article on All Kids Deserve to Eat. Jay Chalk referred me to you. Um, do you mind if I ask you a few questions based on this subject? And um, so he laid out the questions in email. It was like, I think, three or four questions to ask. And, you know, it, it didn't really specify as like how much detail or how little detail we could go into um, on these questions. It was just, you know, give give your answer. Um, so it was just a kind of a written response kind of thing. And that's exactly what I wrote is, you know, what, what can we go into to point out as far as these different questions that make things kind of special. Um, and the portion that he had pulled from my email was the portion where he had asked, and I think he had asked everyone the same question, what games did you run and why did you run them? Um, and the games I had mentioned were Levelhead, of course, um, Celeste, of course, and Link to the Past. Um, and I had pointed out to each... And then he kind of skipped why I had run those and went into another question that he had asked me, which was, do I know about... Do I Have I had lunch debt? And is it something that's personally affected me? And my answer to that was, I have not personally had lunch debt, but I have had an experience in my past where I could not afford food as an adult. Um, I was on snap food stamps for a little while. Um, so for those of you who don't know what that is, that is an entirely different program that if you are m not making enough money, you're below a certain poverty line. Um, you can apply for special government subsidies to feed yourself and your family. Um, and again, it's sad that we even need that kind of subsidy in this world, in America especially. Um, you know, you would think that everyone here would be able to buy their food, no matter what job they have, what kind of cost of living they're in, as long as, obviously, if you're overspending, that's your own fault. But, you know, if, you, if, you put, if you're trying to work and live, you would think you'd be able to afford your food. But then there are some days where you're like, I either need to pay rent, for the month or i need to go without food for the week and that can be a really stressful decision um as an adult and i can only imagine how much more stress that would put on a kid who hasn't even graduated um still in elementary school still in middle school and like jay is saying now reaching out to these high schoolers who have already graduated that can't even get their diploma how much stress that's putting on their lives I, to be honest, can 
only imagine. I'm not exactly from any sort of wealthy background myself, but and to be honest, my parents probably did make sacrifices because I am one of five children, and my parents are not wealthy, uh, but we were always fed. We never had any problems. So, well, none that I knew of anyway. So I can't really say I've had any experience with it myself, but I know people who have. And I've seen the change that they can put on them. And this is people as adults as well. So much like you were saying there, the the effect that must have on a child when it's literally so wildly out of their control. Like, they, they have nothing at all they can do about it. it. It's something that somebody should be providing for them. And it's just tragic that some people are in a position where no matter how hard they are trying, they... They can't provide that. That's that's horrible anywhere in the world. But like you say, it's it's especially horrible in such a wealthy country and such a, a country with such massive agriculture as America as well. And that's something I find particularly amusing with where Jay is because he is in Nebraska, which to my understanding is a massive, massive agriculture state produces masses of corn and I'm sure other products as well and it I just find it amazing that in a state that produces so much on the farm these kids can't get fed so with the event itself I want to backtrack slightly because obviously I mentioned there was something I want to bring up that came from the TV articles and the radio review and that is something I saw during the... Th I can't remember whether it was the third or fourth. might have been both, in fact, days. But that was people who we'd never met, had no idea who they were. No one in chat on Twitch knew who they were. They literally just popped in the stream and were just like, hey, I heard what you're doing. Here's, you know, 20 bucks, similar to what Jay said had afterwards with the Kotaku article. But literally happening on the stream people who very likely would have had no idea what was going on except for this local announcements, and a couple of them mentioned that they were from the local area, and they'd literally registered with Twitch to, you know, say something in chat to show their support, and for me, as, as a viewer at that point, that is such a hype moment, it's absolutely fantastic. So, I do want to ask, and I want you to leave the game in itself to one side for this because we'll, we'll get to that. But for you, what are those hype, fantastic moments that really, really are going to live in the memory that you got from this marathon? I guess if we get some from Jay first and then we'll go for Sinus. Sounds good. So, yeah, I kind of had that exact... One of my one of my memories that I think will last a long time is the fact that there are people who are in the community who heard about the the marathon either through um, the different news segments, the radio the radio segment, or just through word of mouth. Uh, came in and created little Twitch accounts just to say, "I'm from the area. I like what you're doing," and or donate some money. And so I thought that was just really powerful. Um, I think. Some other really cool moments is just, just, just the how much we raised on such a small channel. Like at the time, I only had roughly thirteen hundred followers, and we raised 
over $16,000. That doesn't compute. That doesn't compute at all. That just shows how much passion smaller communities had coming together and raising all this just nonsense amount of money that it's just, it's just incredible um, that we were able to do that. And so that's, that's very rememberable. Um, also just how much, how, how passionate people were with what they were saying in chat when talking about the marathon. Uh, Cause the cause is just, it's just so the cause itself is so important. And that the issue that that lunch debt has not only on the children, but the families and the community itself and also the school, because the school has to worry about how they're going to allocate funds because of the debt that they face. So it's like not only the, the children that suffer from it, but the school itself. This this problem is so, so poisonous to to society in so many different ways. And uh, it's just it's really interesting to see how how passionate people were when, when they came into chat and talked about it. No, definitely. Now, just before we do get Sinneth <clears throat> to give us a hype moment or two for himself from this, I do also want to say, in fact, I literally saw someone in your channel on Twitch chat today uh, who literally popped in and said, hey, are you the guy who was raising money for school lunch debt? And... You know, we're talking a week after the fact now, and you're still having just random people pop in again. Hey, are you this guy? And like you said earlier, it's got the word out there, and it's got people thinking and talking about it, which is fantastic. But as we were going through some of your big, hype, memorable moments from the events, Sinneth, what have you got for us? So I'm going to kind of piggyback a little bit on both what you and Jay have said so far far about people coming in because that was definitely a super hype moment um but i kind of want to point out that these interviews not only happened um in the middle of the marathon during our couple of days off um one of the interviews was actually happening during the marathon and um people in the marathon chat were linking the facebook page and checking out the interview that was happening live and we were seeing people come in probably not even a few hours later saying, hey, I had heard about this on the radio or I'd heard about this on a news station, what have you. And it just started growing from there. Um, so it was that that is, again, I don't think we can mention that as a hype moment enough because it was literally within hours of and not to mention chat being hype in the first place while it was happening live. Um that was definitely a super hype moment. Um, the other thing that was a hype moment, at least for me personally, was how much the chat really enjoyed Celeste. Um, and I bring that up again as as the run that I did and Jay did. We both did it. And for those of you who missed it, the way that we did that run, neither of us had seen Celeste. We had never played Celeste. We had only heard of Celeste. We'd only heard that it was hard. And originally, we were going to put it in a day three before day three was unlocked and basically say, okay, chat. Or no, it wasn't even day three. It was the end of day two, wasn't it? Yeah, the plan was to do it at the back end of day two. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I actually, if I may interject, because um, it's about that, it has to deal with the donation incentives. Uh, and you also mentioned earlier that occasionally you would hop in and, you know, in the voice channel when, when Cheese and I and you and you and I and Cheese were sitting in the voice channel together, we would always be like, so like, should we like come up with some donation incentives perhaps that we could ask the runners about? That to me, the, the, the memory of popping up into a channel, asking the runners, what do you guys feel about a donation incentive for this? And they come up with some number. The moment it went live, within moments, I, I didn't even have a time to even explain the chat. I think it was maybe the, uh, for example, the first one I can think of is the Mario, Super Mario Odyssey race with Spike uh-huh. Vegeta, uh, at kind of like the headliner of that. We asked, we asked them, what do you guys think about a $500 donation incentive for um, uh, running the nipple percent category? And they're like, yeah, sure. We pop up in the chat and we say, so chat, we've decided that we're going to be doing a donation incentive. $500 by the end of this run will be nipple percent. Within moments, $500, boom, right there was reached. And in that right there was super hype. Uh, that, and, we, and that happened multiple times throughout the tournament, or excuse me, the marathon. And when we, we, uh, when we well, were doing um, the... Uh, that, uh, yeah, that happened with um, Final Fantasy VI. It happened with Metroid Prime. It yeah. happened, and we're not talking. We're not talking about let's send it, let's set an incentive and see if we can reach it, and then like five dollars would get donated, ten dollars would get donated within yeah. moments. Like every, it wasn't like that. It was like one person came yep. in and said, "Oh, five hundred dollars. Let's drop it right now and call it a day." Yeah, we had like a two hundred and fifty-one for um, finishing or doing a hundred percent for for all bosses for for the Metroid Prime run, like. 250 you say boom done i was like okay so okay then let's make another one how about 250 more for 100 100 you say boom done it was just it was insane uh the the donation incentives and 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 i think that was probably a really good decision to pop in with random donation incentives uh Mm. we're really passionate about those um yeah so i just wanted to pop in about talking about the, the celeste run thank you i just reminded myself uh was the back in the day two but with a donation incentive of five hundred dollars to do all of side A, which which is which is basically we were just gonna plan on doing like three or four yeah, hours. Whoever got the farthest was gonna yep. be the winner, right? But we unlocked that donation incentive, which would have potentially added another twelve to fifteen hours, depending on you know, we were looking at different sites to figure out how quickly this game could be beaten. So we decided let's just unlock an entirely new day. For the Celeste blind run, and uh, go ahead, Sid, if you could you could finish that off. Yeah. So, again, and that's exactly what happened is we were planning on playing Celeste at the end of day two, just finishing off day two with Celeste, and then wherever we finish is where we finish. But then we're like, that was the very. I think that was. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that was the first game we were like, what if we do a donation incentive we hadn't announced yet, and say let's finish Celeste if we get to a certain amount. Or we we raise a certain amount while we're playing Celeste, or before we get to Celeste, and that amount was met like almost instantly. Um, I I, I want to say uh, Red and Invarial were the ones that had done it, but I I'd have to go back in the videos yes, and look no, to be yes, honest. Yes, that that right there, that's another hype moment. Day one, literally the morning of day one. Uh, Don't forget about day two as well. <laughs> they did day two trip. too. It happened day two as well, but day one, the morning of the very first day, I I get I said hello and welcome to all kids deserve to eat charity marathon. Before I could even get 
I got to go back and clip. The, before I could even get another word out, Inverial and Redemption dropped a $500 donation. Boom, right there and said, uh, this is for all sides, Celeste Blind Run. I was like, oh my goodness, that's just not only was it just like about 500 before I could even introduce the marathon, like we hadn't even started yet. It was starting us off with a big 500 dono. And then uh, we had to worry about, oh, well, snap. Now we have all of side A to race. We should probably just unlock it, push it over into day three, because I couldn't imagine um, at the back end of day two, we're already at 15 plus hours. And then we're going to try to add another 15 hours or so with a full Celeste blind A run. Let's just go ahead, get some rest, unlock day three. Uh, and then we ended up adding more stuff on the day three. And at the end of day three, we're like, why don't we do, do another donation instead for a day four? Ended up lock, unlocking a day four, and then, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. And, I mean, that's exactly why I bring Celeste up as the hype moment, is because it had so many things that started from it that were connected to it. Um, and chat was wicked, wicked hyped for it. I was watching chat the entire time while we were playing it. And I, I, watching them encourage us and yeah. getting really getting really into like realizing that we were both going into this game completely blind. We had not seen it played before. We knew it was hard, but we didn't know what we were getting into. And there were people in there saying, hey, let's do death, death incentives. Let's do this, that, and the other thing, which was absolutely nuts that people were willing to pay. It did not pay, but donate money per death on a game that is known for dying a lot um and just going back and forth and and the interviews the interviews the way that we handled the interviews on that is definitely a hype moment um and ua or i should say unknown availability and cheese we were doing commentary on it and it inspired so many people to run the game for their first time just by playing it on all kids deserve to eat and I, I do have one more moment after this. My last hype moment is when we got 13K. And I, Jay, I think I'm going to let you talk about this a little bit more. But the 13K, when you when Unknown Availability was doing their run of Final Fantasy IV and was like, I'm finishing up my run. I'm going to just top it off at 13K, get you to your goal. I mean, that moment right there was super emotional jay if you want to talk about that yeah for sure so i want to say we were like i don't know maybe 200 plus ish away from the 13k mark and ua was doing final fantasy uh four yeah Rando, i think and you know he brought me into the channel um and he was about ready to end off his run and just as you said it you know he he started getting like super emotional because this is something that definitely matters to him. Um, very, you know, we talked about it before off channel and chat and DMS and even during the marathon, it's something that he's just very, very passionate about. He loved the idea, which is why he was so interested in doing the layouts for free for his, you know, his time. No, no, nothing really for him. He did that completely out of his own free will, uh, his own, own charity, just, just all of these layouts Tons of layouts. You know, we, there's so many layouts that have to go into a marathon. You know, the intermission, the two-way, the one-way, the 4 by 3 the 16 by 9 the, the two-ways for the 4 by 3 and the 16 by 9 the donation incentive screen. There's just so much that goes on to it, and big shout-outs to Unknown Availability for that. But when he was just like, you know what? I love what you're doing. I love what we have done, you know, this cause. I, I've always wanted to, I wanted to see you reach your goals, and then he just straight topped it off. 
it was pog champ it was hype uh he he topped it off and then he got real emotional on stream it was just kind of a really nice uh really nice moment for everyone that we reached our goal uh, well we had already reached our goal once before but we reached that goal uh and it was really nice moment really nice moment real emotional topped us off uh and just kind of just kind of rode off into the sunlight it was just kind of a moment of that will live on in infamy no, and I, I, I saw the video for that it was great unfortunately i didn't get to see it live because well i live five hours ahead of basically the time the marathon was running on and didn't get to miss it but sorry senate you were going to say something there yeah um i just kind of wanted to bring up all the little hype moments um about and really the donation totals that were really the big hype moments so you know it was obviously very hype for everyone uh, before the marathon even started that we got to 2500 and above before the marathon even started and once the marathon started, like Drake, you said at the beginning of the podcast here, we were right around four to five thousand. And we're like, you know, wh- where can we go from here? And we ended day one with seven thousand seven hundred and seventy seven dollars and seventy seven cents as a chat challenge that I had issued during day day one. And then day two came. The five hundred dollar drop right off the bat. We broke we broke that number apart, got the broke the ice and started going again. We raised another five thousand dollars by the end of day two. We were, I think that's when we actually got to that thirteen thousand dollar mark is at the end of day two. Um or the beginning of day three. It was one of the two. Um I'd have to go back and look. And then we're like, well, what if we make the new challenge to get to fifteen thousand to unlock uh day four, quote unquote. And we're like, all right, let's just let's just see what we can do because we're we're straight up raising money here. Let's see how much we how far we can go to eliminate more school debt because we knew that even though Wildewood had been paid off, that there was more work to be done. There are other schools out there that have the same problem. Um, and as Jay said at the very beginning of this podcast seniors who have either already graduated or going into their graduation year right now and they cannot walk to prom they cannot walk to get their graduation they cannot get their diploma afterwards to go to college and we knew at that point when we had gotten to thirteen thousand, we had more work to do um so you know, we kind of chatted about it real quick, and we're like, "All right, let's let's do it. Let's do a day a day four if we can get to fifteen. And we we not only got to fifteen, we smashed it and got to sixteen, um, and some odd dollars. It's you know all those little donation trains, the bit trains. I mean, there it's hard to call out your hypest moments without going back into the marathon, and really thinking about it. the whole thing was special. No doubt. I mean, it was fantastic to watch as a viewer. It was great to see all the donations rolling in. Uh, it was great fun when I joined you in the green room just to chat, see how things were going, keep up with what's happening, make sure everyone was so good. But seeing as we've just brought it up a fair bit, let's go on to the incentives because there's one incentive that's fairly well known in the world of charity <laughs> speedrun marathons. And this incentive was 
definitely the biggest earning incentive across the run. And with mm-hmm. the unlock of days three and four, that incentive was even reset back to zero zero in the competition between them. Obviously, the total still remains, but set back to zero zero to give both sides a chance to have some fun with it. And that is, and yet again, I'm going to get to mention this on every podcast the Super Metroid save or kill the animals incentive. Now, I was forced on my run, which was a Super Metroid race, uh, to do what to any speedrunner of Super Metroid, and I know Jay knows this, and I know Sinnoth is aware and is learning this. I had to save the animals because a lot of people get very passionate about, sorry, passionate about save and kill the animals, and the speedrunners want to kill, and everyone else seems to want to save. Now. Firstly, I just want to ask Jay, just one quick answer. How much did Save Kill as an incentive raise across the entire marathon? Across the entire marathon, Save and Kill raised $6,348. See, now that is incredible. That's like almost half (laughs) of what we raised overall. That's just insane. Yeah, and one of the things with this incentive is because there was multiple Super Metroid runs, because as we've mentioned on multiple episodes of this podcast before, Jay and I know each other through the Super Metroid speedrunning community, and this this incentive is well known thanks to events like GDQ where it always is a great earner when Super Metroid is on it. And like we said, a lot of people get very very passionate about one side or the other in the debate and a lot of money was thrown at this even during my own run in the Torian section at the end game section it flip-flopped back and forth a lot to the point where I was left standing there for a moment because Jay had to check where we actually were with all the donations that had just come in for it whether I was going to save or kill the animals and much to my dismay I had to go and save the critters but uh, <laughs> I, I gave the audience their, their show. I, let, I made sure all the animals had got out of the room before I even left. And then I went and won my race. Also, as I've just mentioned my race, I want to give a massive shout out to Tracy M and Kip, who <coughs> sorry, uh, who stepped up, giving up their free time to come and commentate that race for myself and Swap Space because they were great. And... To be honest, up until this point, I would say it's not quite like any Super Metroid race that either of them will have ever commented on, because until the race started, we didn't even know what percentage we were running, we had no idea what routes we were going, we had to make it up as we went, and we actually ended up donating money on top of it, because we said for every percentage point off we were, we would both give some money, and we were both exactly the same 2% off, so... We had to throw a little bit extra money in the pot there, but all to a good cause, and that was great. So, Jay, save and kill. How hype did that get you at moments? That was that was actually really incredible because, as you mentioned, there were so many different Super Metroid runs throughout the marathon. Um, there were a few in the first day, a few in the second day, and then we continued to add more on day three and four. And it got... There was specifically one race where it, from the moment 
the two runners, I can't quite remember who the two runners were, but the moment those two runners entered Turian, it was tied, save and kill. And it was also tied at like $1,100 plus. Uh, and then from like the moment it got to Mother Brain, the lead had changed like 10 times. Someone would donate uh, $50 here, and then another person would $50 here, $2 here, $2 here. People would like top it off purposely. Uh, it, and then it got to the point where like, um, it was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And, uh, it's just like kind of cool because I had to like wait to tell the runners what they were doing because we don't know. We were, we were waiting to see if someone was going to drop a big old dono before the mother brain hit mother brain head hit the ground, which is where we were cutting off the donation incentive. But a lot of the super metroid runs, as you mentioned, people are so passionate about killing or saving. And so people will go out of their way to donate a couple dollars or even a lot of money to ensure that they see those animals killed or they see those animals saved. And so it did its job. It raised over $6,300 uh, as a single incentive, which is just, it's just incredible. It's incredible. Do you mind if I step in for a second on that? No, please go ahead. So the the thing is with save kill right normally people who are familiar with that incentive being in another charity marathon and, and the biggest one being games done quick um where they do it twice a year and it is very passionate over there as well as far as save and kill they do it where there's one run of super metroid and it's save and kill for the entire marathon leading up to that run. Once that run is done, that incentive is closed and you can no longer donate towards save and kill. We decided going into it, we had had a couple of people um, come in saying they want to run Super Metroid, but it was usually a different category. Um, so we had um, your guys' random percent run of Super Metroid between you and Swap Space. We had um, another run between MM2 and Poplars um, to do a randomizer, I believe it was, or a multi-world or something like that. I don't remember exactly what the category was. We had Beeps doing low excise percent. We had, we had Super Metroid probably, I wouldn't say more often than any other run. There was probably like four or five runs of it. But it was definitely more than once. And we had said that to make this even more entertaining, instead of it applying to just one run, what if the incentive at the time Mother Brain's head hits the ground, that runner needs to do whatever's in the lead. And I think that made it even more passionate for people to come out and donate to the incentive because that meant that even if they had lost the first time, their camp had lost the first time, their camp could come back and win the second time and so on and so forth. And I think that made it even even better. No, 100%. And I personally remember in the build-up to this event, while Jay is probably racking his brains and falling apart over this, that, and getting everything ready and sorted... I remember having to explain to him multiple times how we intended to use the save-kill percentage across all runs rather than have any individual ones per run. And I'm pretty sure even up until when the event started, we still need to keep explaining it to him, so keep explaining it to him because, man, you were busy, Jay. You were real busy getting this going. And obviously as well, 
as part of this, you've been getting the actual uh, charity, you know, the non-profit charity organization, like, formally set up to continue this work as well. Yeah, uh, I believe by next week, um, we should have the paperwork finished for the official establishment of All Kids Deserve to Eat nonprofit organization, which, as you, I think you mentioned at the beginning, um, you know, when we when we make this thing, our, our, it's kind of an interesting thing for a charity nonprofit organization to hopefully want to have an end. When you when you think about charity, uh, not marathons, rather, you think about charity organizations, a lot of charity organizations hope to stay, uh, you know, on above the water for a long time. We hope that this will not have a need for a long time. We hope that this this will start a conversation in the United States to, to kind of push that important conversation and that we wrap things up with this charity. The day we wrap non the day we wrap up all kids deserve to eat as a charity, we might even have to like move over to a different uh purpose, different cause. I've but right now ideas for you there. For sure. What our goals are right now, we hope to wrap that up and to never have to to worry about uh, that again. Never have to worry about me receiving um, an email from a school saying that one of their students is having their diploma held from them, and they won't ever they will not get their diploma. Their diploma they won't get their diploma until their lunch debt is paid off. That's just it's unheard of. It, it and hopefully one day we can see that become a reality. That 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 it's, that this charity and charities like this are not needed. Now mm-hmm. that's something I want to mention there. Actually, as soon as you've brought it up since this event has actually taken place, you have actually received emails about specific students who have graduated and can't get the certificate or are coming up to graduation and won't be able to get the certificate, looking to see if there's anything you can do to help them out. And it's great that these people, you know, are like, yes, this charity is doing something that will help us, but Man, it's 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 amazing to me still that this is how far the situation has gone, and the people in the government, the people in the local councils, seem quite happy at the moment to let it go as is. Yeah. So, I, sorry, go ahead. Um, I just kind of want to quickly say, you know, as far as something I hope that the charity will work towards is not only having an end to all of this. I don't, I don't think it's going to be, okay, we've paid off all the debt in America. We're done. We're calling it a day and moving on to another cause. Cause first off, there's always going to be another kid coming into school needing to pay for lunch. So really the goal is, is to get to a point where schools don't need to worry about asking for money from kids that these meals are paid for and that is going to be the way it is going forward i think that i think that is the ultimate goal oh yeah yeah get that, to that's before. exactly what i mean by wrapping things up the moment right. that, the moment that these children and even you know elementary all the way up to high school to where it's just a budgeted thing budgeted for the year it's it's something that that we that they talk about Moving into the new school year, you have 308 students. We're looking at however much money per year per student. That's just something that's budgeted where it's not even 
not even a worry for the the children. How much money do mm-hmm. I have in my account? Do I want to eat lunch this day? Maybe I'll save it and I'll have lunch on Friday because I know it's pizza day. So instead of wasting all my money throughout the week, maybe I'll just go hungry throughout the week. We will wrap up our doors. We'll close our doors when it is a budgeted, normal thing to be budgeted into the school budget. Pro, uh, budget School lunches free for literally every soul in the United States. If they go to a school in the United States, it will be free, basically. No, that and that's a great, great objective to have. So go ahead there, Sinner. My my follow-up to that, and I guess this is more of a question to Jay, and I'm sorry if I'm putting you on the spot with this question. Even if we got to a point where it's budgeted and America is set for every kid going to school, entering school, leaving school, you name it, would this turn into a world stage at some point? Um, that's a great question because uh, there are certainly areas all across the world that require uh, financial assistance in some way. I can't speak to the actual nonprofit organization as it is it's in its current stage because, of course, we're still worried about our current goal. But, uh-huh. of course, I would be, you know, interested. Like, philanthropy to me is such a an important uh, trait to have as a human being. And so if I have more than enough than I need. I am all about spreading that. And I think we need a lot more of that in this world because there are, there are definitely people in the world that have much, much more than they could possibly ever, ever need. And I think the important thing is, is that we need to all learn compassion and a little bit of philanthropy and mm-hmm. also getting down on the levels of which these issues of, of the people who these issues actually affect the most, because these issues will not affect in any way, shape or form, you know, the people who have millions of dollars and billions of dollars. This affects the people in the community that, that literally wake up in the morning, don't get to have breakfast and go to school and also don't get to have breakfast. Now schools, of course, most schools, probably 99% of schools can't absolutely 100% deny you food, but students themselves will deny themselves food because of the shame that comes with lunch debt. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a, a backhand way of making a child go hungry because from personal experience, I would go to school and I don't ever actually remember eating lunch because I never had money in my account ever. And so I did not want to see that balance go below zero. Because it was almost a thing that they announced when you got to the with your lunch tray, you got to the front, and then the the um, the lunch lady would be like, "Oh, you you know, you're ten dollars below your balance. Can you you know get your mom and dad to you know come in and refill that account in front of everyone?" And that's a common thing that happens across the United States in all schools, no matter where you are. And that shame that comes with the lunch debt, that's what prevents students from eating. And so. We just need, we need to change. We need to change it all. And I'm looking forward to right now the purpose of our, uh, you know, our establishment, this this NPO that we're 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 creating from the ground up. That purpose mm-hmm. is very, very clear to us. But if we reach the day, when we reach the day that all kids, you know, all kids deserve to eat. It's literally the the name. And when we reach that day, 
we can definitely talk about ways to uh, um, advance our um, our mission. Well, without yeah. going into specifics and- on it, I would just say that manage to eliminate lunch debt. Fantastic. Manage to get like free meals for kids budgeted as just standard across schools in the US. That would be amazing. However, these kids still got to eat outside the school and some of them won't have that opportunity. So it is something that I think will be a never-ending mission for you. And like I say, without getting into specifics, I hope you knock it out of the park because there is some serious, serious problem where this charity even needs to exist. This idea even needs to exist. But Mm -hmm. you... You've put in the work. You've got it going, and this is this is step one. You know this this isn't great. Marathon's done. We raised all this money. Fantastic job, everyone. This is okay. We've got some money in the bank. We're going to be able to pay off this school's debt. Who's next? Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I so go ahead. I kind of wanted to reiterate. You know, again, I, I, I sorry if I put anyone to a hard spot with that question, because I know it's a, a very big question. Obviously, that is. And I just kind of wanted to make it very clear to anyone who's listening back on this. Um, we're just getting started. You know, this is a dream, if anything, at the moment. Obviously, we're making it real with the marathon or we, we made it real for one school with the marathon. We're making it real for a couple of other students who are now graduating from another school. Um Next year, when we come back and do this again, we're going to make it real for another school. And hopefully we can do more than one school next year. And we keep growing from there till we get to the point where, like Jay said, it's just a part of the budget now. Um, And I think the charity as a whole will grow year to year. Our ideas will grow year to year. Our mission statement will grow year to year. Um, where that mission statement will stop is I, I don't want it. I, I, like Jay was saying earlier, there does need to be some stopping point because there are other charities out there that are already established that do take care of certain aspects when it comes to making sure that everyone is fed. Um, there are other charities out there that do that. Off the top of my head, I couldn't mention one for you, but there are charities out there that do that. And that might be something that if we get to a point where do we want to focus on these other areas or do we want to say all kids deserve D is partnering with charity X, Y, Z to help raise money for that pursuit for that goal and get them to a point where they have gotten to their goal. No, I completely see what you're saying there. And I think I'm going to just step in and just say on this particular matter, I think the the general gist of what I was getting from Jay is these aren't things he's thought about yet purely because right now he's so focused on Mm -hmm. the issue at hand. And so it's when we cross that bridge, when we come to it type situation. But great questions to be asking, great things to start the thought process of now because... The plan is that one day this charity will not need to exist as it is intended right now. Anything on that, Jay? I'm so sorry. Could you repeat that question? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, now we're going to make a note of this to edit this bit out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we were just saying that obviously Sinus was asking the question about you know the future when you get to right. the point of wrapping up the doors, and I was just saying that basically the outline from your answer seems to be that we haven't got to that point yet because right. so you've not even considered it because it's so early yeah. on this journey. But as the, I said to Sinus, some great questions to be asking to get the cogs turning and get to sure. somewhere. The best part about that is uh, it would be actually easier to partner with. Again, I don't want to speak for the NPO. Um, I'm right. president, but right now there's, there's so little that I that we have a focus right now. But what what I'm what I'm what I want to say is it'll be so easy if we end up doing what Seneth says, like partnering with X Y Z charity to help them reach their goal. That's easy. That that's really easy. So not thinking about it right now is okay because when we do get to the point where we shut our doors for this cause, it will be so easy to open the door to another cause. Uh, but right now. As as we progress, this cause is is the big one. It's going to be mm. the thing that we focus all of our time on. But again, of course, if if it gets to the point where you know we budget students' lunches and breakfasts into the budget, boom, done. We oh, and also one thing I wanted to, I wanted to comment on. A couple of years ago, when I actually initially started this idea in my head, I want to raise money for lunch debt. It initially started as I want to wipe a single kid's account. That that was my goal. I wanted to walk into a school and say, I'd like to give, you know, this amount of money. Like, I don't know, in my mind, I'm thinking like 50, 60, 100 bucks to wipe out this kid, maybe a couple of kids accounts. And then I wanted to go in and wipe out an entire class like the 12th grade for the seniors. I want to wipe out that class's debt. And then I want to wipe out two classes, three classes. I want to wipe out the entire school. And now I want to go in and wipe out the entire district. Now I want to go in and wipe out the entire city, multiple districts. Now I want to go in and wipe out the entire state. Now I want to wipe out the region. Now I want to wipe out the entire country. Like the, I want to like, I want to step by step by step. Every year we grow, I want to continue. And what's really cool and my hope is that, honestly, this debt is something that just kind of piles up year to year to year and just continues to pile and continues to pile. If we do our part and wipe all of those, amount of, as many schools as possible, it's quite possible that, that we get to a point where we just have it under control, if that makes sense. Because a lot of the times, it's, it's so bad right now. Like $13,000 for an elementary school, that was an accumulation of, students going through the elementary school year after year and it just built up, built up, built up. But those students that left the elementary school are now going on to middle school or going on to high school. That debt still follows them that they still have to pay off. So we did, we did some big things for that school. So it's just, again, we just got to focus, focus in. We have our mission. We have our goal. We have our purpose and it's, we're just going to try and, and do our part. Okay, one thing I want to ask you both. Throughout the marathon, and for this, don't pick your own runs. Hmm. Give me your run that you would recommend people go and watch right now. Well, I think the um, the Chrono Trigger run by Fate Fire X 
was very pleasing for a variety of reasons. One, I think Fight, Fate Firex is an incredible runner and streamer. Uh, he's very knowledgeable about the games he runs. And right now he's running Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy Remake, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 7 Remake. But during that run, which is why I say you should watch it, was was when we received that $1,000 donation. Um, and so that just made that run even extra more more special uh so that one was that one was really but then i would say my second one that you should watch is the super mario odyssey run because that that race alone raised like two thousand dollars it was it was nutty it was unreal that entire race was nuts so those are my those are my two those are my two i'll give you and that that super mario race was a lot of fun just just in general regardless of the donations the race itself was just a lot of fun so, Sineth, uh, what what's the run you're going to give us? Which one do you think people have to go and watch this run? So, I'm going to cheat. <laughs> um, I'm going to cheat by saying you need to go watch the Ori and the Will of the Wisp race with Jay and Artemis. <laughs> oh, my, oh my. Oh the my. End, the end of that race, and I mean, I'm cheating a little bit because I commentated on it, but I didn't run it, so I'm cheating. I, I, I will admit, but it is that the end of that run. Just go watch. Just go watch the whole thing. I'm not even going to say anything. Go watch the whole thing because the end of that run was absolutely nutty. And, um, yeah, and we may never, we may never see anything like that again. Like the yeah. way that that ended for a for a game that lasts that long and had, mm-hmm. and especially for the for the, it's a randomizer, right? And so nothing is set in stone about routing or you know timing for that to end the way it did and how it ended man like okay to be fair though it it was something that i ran so i couldn't have chosen it but that is that was probably one of the hypest moments in terms of gameplay of the entire tournament that was that was unreal okay i'm just gonna say here sinneth the reason i said not to pick your own runs was so that neither of you could pick that one so thanks very much But, uh... I didn't. I didn't run it though. <laughs> where, where's that the one you were going to pick? That was definitely one of the two I was uh, going to pick. The other one I wanted to mention is. I, I do have one other, but go ahead. That's cool. The other one I want to mention, and uh, another reason why you two aren't allowed to pick your own runs is because I wanted to pick the Celeste run, not because you two were any thing worth watching on the game to be honest you're Jeez, terrible you're, you're awful you, sh- you shouldn't be allowed to speed run the game ever again or even race it <laughs> no seriously that was it was a great run but the commentary the the entertainment factor between chat between the man the myth the legend cheese reaver best name on twitch that was so entertaining and him pulling you guys randomly into commentary when you were in particularly difficult bits that you were already struggling to get through just to nicely abuse you about it <laughs> so much fun yeah that was probably the highlight of of my of my personal interaction with the marathon that blind race with Seneth because my goodness because i was we were able to hear the commentary uh, because we were in the channel, so he would just unmute us, at talking mm-hmm. about the run, also from a blind perspective. So 
That's true, of course. It's... Neither you guys had ever played the game, nor had Cheesery ever seen the game. So yeah, like if if, if anyone watched back that uh, that race. Cheese Reaver did such a good job masking his lack of knowledge in the game. Because he, he, he did not that. mask it. He flat out said multiple times he knew nothing about the game. He just made sure that the commentary was entertaining right. and kept let me, let me, let me rephrase. He did a good job masking in the in the sense that he did such a good job actually commentating. Like he didn't he didn't like just sit there and he did a good job of what's the word I'm um heck. You know what I'm trying to say. He he. I'm, <laughs> yeah, but this is this is what we bring you for, Jay. This is where we torture you, make you make you bring it out to yourself rather than mm. give you the answers. For sure, for sure. <laughs> um, the other run that I kind of want to throw out there as just a really kind of epic run was Final Fantasy VI Retrofile, um, and I think the reason that I want to really shout out this run is. Retro kind of came to us in the middle of the marathon while we were starting to unlock day three and was like, hey, is there any way I can help? I, I really want to be able to help. I believe in what you guys are doing. And at that time, we were thinking, OK, it's two days. We don't even know if we're going to do a day three. Our schedule is full right now. And then we started talking about day three. And then he kind of came in last minute very little notice and just ran final fantasy six for us the world's collide randomizer not only that but we also asked him is there an incentive you want to um come up with and it was get rid of the most powerful item in the game and get rid of the most powerful spell in the game and both of those incentives were met and we gave him the worst two characters to have to use for the entire game um so if you're looking for like the ultimate kind of troll as far as incentives final fantasy 6 is definitely worth watching knowing what you're going into no that was another very good run uh one last thing i want to say on the celeste run as disappointed as i am purely because of the time that it was on just made it unfeasible for me to be involved and i really wanted to get in on the commentary with cheese weaver and you mentioned him already, but another shout-out to UA, Unknown Availability, because he was also great on commentary for that. Him and Cheese Reaver made that run a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. 100%. So, with this, uh, I, I'm a bit stumped for what to talk about, because there was so much good so much positivity in general, so many fantastic donations and great support from all parties getting involved in this that I just, I, I genuinely am not sure where to go next with it. So tell me something you guys want to talk about, something we haven't chatted about yet that you want to bring up about the event, something you want to talk about the events. Let, let's hear what you guys got going on. Well, uh, with these, you know, the Kotaku article posted, um, and a lot of people seeing that and a lot of the random people coming into my chat after the fact, I'm looking forward to always having an excuse to talk about the cause when someone comes in and says, Hey, I read the article, uh, wanted to stop by the chat and people who don't know about the marathon or didn't even know about the article, I could be like, Oh yeah, that's cool that you came from the Kotaku article about the all kids deserve to eat charity marathon we did. 
boom. And then I had to start the conversation. Anyone that's in my channel at that current point in time who may never knew, who may never have known that this was a problem, now they do. And so I'm looking so, so, so much looking forward to continuing to talk about this cause. So that I think that's really what I'm looking forward to. Cool, cool. Anything from you, Sinat? I think I, I got to agree with Jay, but with a different spin. I'm looking forward to continuing the conversation, not only in Jay's chat, but my own chat. Um, and we may have not mentioned this in this podcast or the previous. Oh, we had mentioned it briefly in the previous podcast about all kids deserve to eat. There were a lot of communities, including my own, um, where each streamer kind of challenged their communities to start donating money um, beforehand. And we took that money and donated it directly to the charity um, to get the charity started off. Um, we, I'm looking forward to talking about it day in, day out, the problem day in, day out. The It's never going to be something that we stop talking about. The issue is always going to be there. And bringing up what are we going to do next year? How are we going to do this better next year? Um, what what can we do next year to make it even more special? Um, how can we tell people that it's going to be happening at a certain time and get the word out there earlier than we did to make it more special? Um, that's that's really what I'm looking forward to. No, I completely understand. That is, well, basically exactly the sort of thing that you want to see coming out of this. The positivity is still there. The fight is even bigger, if anything. So one thing I do actually want to mention, and I'm not going to name the game, but I am just going to call Jay out for being a bit of a chicken and refusing to race me in it. And we'll talk <laughs> more about that game on the next podcast, which, which will be another special, uh, which is going to be a review of the said game. So we'll keep that under wraps for now. But mm -hmm. going back to the All Kids Deserve to Eat marathon for a second... I want to ask you both, with this marathon, talking about individual runs throughout, now I'm sure there's many games that none of you, neither of you, sorry, had either heard of or played one way or the other, but what run sort of caught your eye the most, surprised you that you had no idea it was going to be like what it was? Um, I guess I'll go first on this one. I think the game that kind of surprised me the most was Semper Fire Dog's run of Metroid Prime was that Echoes? Yes. And the reason that kind of surprised me was I had never played Super Metroid Echoes. I know a little bit of the story. Um, and looking at it as a randomizer in 3D definitely brings a whole new factor to randomizers in general um and routing in general and especially how many locations there can be in that game um i didn't think that game would be too hard because i'm comparing it to the snes classic and i'm comparing it to other games that i'm more familiar with so knowing what happened as far as how the randomizer spit out the items the way it did on top of us reaching a incentive to get every single item in the game um, definitely was the 
more surprising aspect, I think, of the marathon. No, I can understand that. Now, I know Jay's a bit like me. He's a bit of a randomizer fiend. So if it exists, he's probably aware of it to some degree. So I'm not expecting the same run from Jay. But Jay, what was the run that just caught your eye or caught you off guard the most? Um, yeah, so as you said, I'm kind of, you know, when it comes to randomizer, I, I'm, I'm known to try it every randomizer at least once. Uh, I don't necessarily grind them all. There are a few that I particularly uh, enjoy. But again, randomizer as a, at its core is something I find very interesting. But if I have to step away from randomizer uh, to pick a run that I really enjoyed, um, it was, again, either the Final Fantasy VII remake run by Fate Firex or the Chrono Trigger run by Fate Firex. Both, as a speedrun game, have a lot of a lot of information of actual legitimate steps like you take in a room. And um, like if you take an extra step in a spot you're not supposed to, you'll get a battle because uh, they're, they're both games that uh, use that typical RPG um, battle element where you move a certain amount of spaces and then you get attacked by some enemies. So it's just so interesting to how much knowledge you have to have in running these games. I know Fate Firex particularly has a notepad that he has well as he's running for each room he knows that he has to move in very specific ways to get through a room to prevent um battles from happening uh and it's just it's just so interesting to listen to these speedrunners of their respective games talk about different things that you had no idea were even a thing uh that you now know are important so like when you think about running a game like for example i've always wanted to try running chrono trigger uh Final Fantasy 7 you just you don't even consider oh wow there are like a certain number of steps you have to take in this particular room this particular way uh that's just that that, that definitely caught me off guard hearing uh runners talk about the different things that you have to do and the different speed runs no that is fair and i think we're going to full time there uh we're not going to shout out the names of everybody who was in the actual event itself, but you can get all of their names from the episode description. Everyone will be there. I'll try if I've got the space to put in what they ran as well, in case you want to go and look for it. And I know that Jay is currently working through getting those parts highlighted and getting them onto his YouTube channel, at which point we'll get the link for that somewhere on here as well. But we're going to wrap things up now. So firstly, thank you very much to Jay Chalk. Yes, uh, thank you so much for, for having me on for the third or fourth time now. I would always appreciate having the time to speak with you. Third or fourth of many, I'm sure. And thank you also to Sinneth for joining us. Hey, thank you very much for having me. It's always exciting. So, yeah, this this event was so much bigger and so much better than I think anybody involved or anybody who was aware of what was going on actually thought it was going to be but it's definitely the start of what we hoped it would be so again congratulations to jay shout outs to sinneth cheese reaver unknown availability everyone who ran an event everyone who donated to the event because you people raised sixteen thousand dollars that is incredible and thank you so much from myself just as a supporter 
and also I'm sure from Jay and Sinatier as two of the major proponents of getting this event off the ground and running. You can find Sinath at twitch.tv forward slash Sinath. That is spelled C-I-N-A-E-T-H. And you can find Jchalk at twitch.tv forward slash Jchalk, spelled J-A-Y-C-H-A-L-K-E. If you ever happen to catch me actually streaming, you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Drag, which is spelled M-R-D-D-R-A-I-G. But once again, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity to just just get more info out of you and get it out to hopefully as many people as we can listening to this. And hopefully they'll go and look at the news articles. They'll get talking about it. They'll spread the word for it. So, yeah, thank you so much again for joining me, guys. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I wish everyone a fantastic day. You as well. There we go. So, as I did mention, the next episode is also going to be a special where Jay Chalk and I, my guest here again, will be reviewing a game that we both recently played, a fairly new game. Uh, I believe Sinneth is also going to pop in and join us for some parts of that, just to give us his perspective on it as a viewer during that event. And I'm looking forward to this, guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I can't wait to sit down with you guys and have another chat about this again. For everyone listening, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us as well. And I hope you have a good one. Thanks for listening. And if you want to get in contact with the show, maybe you've got a question you want to hear asked, or you'd like to suggest or be a future guest for the show, Maybe you just want to keep up with what's going on with the podcast or my life in general. You can find me on social media at YLIGP on Twitter, at YLIG underscore podcast on Instagram, and the Your Lives in Gaming podcast group on Facebook. Or drop me an email to yourlivesingaming at gmail.com. And thanks again for listening.